There, there's a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the family with Alex. That would be you. Oh, I thought you were playing. I'm going to them last. Oh, okay. Oh, Alex Brant-Bernard Rasmussen. Co-host, Catherine Brandt. Kevin Pittman. Andy Brant-Bernard. Fawn and Sage are here. They're, they're here for a very specific reason. Because we yes, absolutely. I did not know that. <laughs> because yesterday was Sage's birthday, and about a week and a half ago it was Fawn's birthday. They both had a birthday. I would like to know something. Okay? You ready? Okay. Has there ever been a happier moment in your life than getting to play Mousetrap? No. No, they got Mousetrap, huh? Like Did you guys play Mousetrap last night? No, we oh. played it this morning. Oh, you played it this morning? Yeah. Okay, so tell me about Mousetrap. Because to explain to the people, the people listening, the good uh, people. I first played Mousetrap when I was, I believe, 11 years old. That came out in 1963, so yeah, I would have been 11. Was it okay. that old? Yeah. You, had, you had board game money? <laughs> no, I stole it. I actually. thought you grew up poor. I shoplifted it. What? Uh, games back then were about a dollar, really by the know, way. So. But in any case, so I first played Mousetrap when huh? I was 11. Nana, how old were you when you played Mousetrap? Uh, you remember the day, right? Probably. Uh, yeah, I do. It was a December 2nd. <laughs> there you 1988, go. 1988, I think. Oh, so you were older. <laughs> you were older. Okay. Here's the deal. We we're going to meet uh, the family because it was Sagey's fifth birthday yesterday. And Nana and I went to Target to get some. Oh, by the way, those socks you bought are phenomenal. I love those socks. Oh, the accidental socks. Accidental. Yeah, the accidental hey, socks we had quite great. a situation. It was a situation. We had a Target situation. We they did. showed up 20 minutes late to Sage's birthday bowling. It was because they couldn't find socks at Target because the Target was too big. Uh, no, 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 that Target that's is not, the one in Dallas. Oh, my God, that thing's big. All we wanted to do was stop at Target to get a birthday bag and a uh -huh. card. Mm -hmm. That's all we wanted to do. Yes, yes. Well, I didn't realize that the Target in Edina is about 12 city blocks long. It is. Yeah, that, so that I parked on the wrong side from where the cards were. <laughs> so then we had to walk a couple blocks to get there. Then we had to pick that stuff out. Then I was like, oh, we're playing bowling, and I didn't bring any socks. Socks. Yep. Yeah, you would think you they'd be by the shoes. You'd think they'd be by the shoes. No, no. Never found the women's socks, so we went to the men's section, which is by the underwear, by the way. Yes, yes and um, I, I said, Tom, they're men's socks. Which ones will you wear? So we picked out. I love them. I don't even know what they were, but they did seem comfortable. They're way too big for me, but they are very nice socks. So you have another pair for me? I had three total pairs. Yes, I will wash the ones I. Bold well, and, and I did. I will give them to you. I did. I, like your foot I did sweat. let them know that every bowling alley has socks. I didn't. Well, well, and I didn't know if I, I wanted to trust that. bowling alley socks. They're, I don't know. Well, there is. They're that. new socks. They have a are bit they? of brand are new they? socks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You really? take them home with you. Yeah. Oh, that's all just, right. Well, I did not know that. So then there was are. the wandering mm -hmm. around. Like you're looking for an oasis in the desert. I will say. I will say. You do need to know that the Target app. When you're in a Target, mm -hmm. you can just search women's socks, and it gives you where you are in the store and where mm -hmm. the socks are. Yeah. Okay. It's like, yeah, it's like uh, it's uh, pretty nice. Yeah. I've never had to do that because I usually just go to Target for one or two things, and then I leave. But anyway, and then there was another thing that happened. Oh, then we were looking for a certain game for a certain somebody's birthday. Whose birthday? And there's a wall, a huge wall of games, <laughs> and of I games. couldn't find it, and I didn't have any idea what it looked like, so some poor Target 
worker was walking by and I'm like, can you tell me if you've got this game? So he spent five minutes looking for it on the app. (laughs) (laughs) He did. And did not find it. So all of a sudden Tom says, Mousetrap? Sagey will love Mousetrap. I literally saw the Mousetrap box, and I went, oh, my God, I love Mousetrap when I was a little and kid. And I said, yep, that's got Sage written all over it. He likes to construct things. He, he likes does. the marbles falling down and something else happening. So, yeah, I was like, yes, you are right. Sage is going to love Mousetrap. So when what? you say they played Mousetrap, did they actually play Mousetrap? Yes, I let them do the thing okay. a few times before we actually started playing. Right. And then we started to play, and then, yeah, they played the game. Huh. Yeah, I remember just building the thing and then making it go, and that yeah. was like, yeah, why, why play the game at this point? Yeah, I don't really remember the rules to Mousetrap, <laughs> but it was well, you a get fun ch- game. You get cheese nice. slices. Each person starts the game with a single cheese slice. Okay. And then you land on spaces where you can either gain a cheese slice or lose a cheese mm-hmm. slice. Or nothing. Or you can land on the, what is it called? The cheesy danger zone? Cheesy yeah. yep. danger Or you can land on a piece that takes you to the cheesy danger zone. And then when you're in the cheesy danger zone, if... You're vulnerable to the trap. You're vulnerable yeah. to the trap. Or Ooh, if you it. land on the mouse trap thing, you put someone in the cheesy danger zone. And okay. then you run the thing. And if that person, if that mouse gets trapped, you get a slice of their cheese. Mm. All right, so we go back to Bop Bop and Nana both loved Mousetrap when we were little kids. Then Andy and Mom both loved Mousetrap when they were little kids. So now another, the third generation of Fawn and Sage are now playing Mousetrap. Do you love it as much as we did? Yes, yes. Wow. So go. tell me about playing like mousetrap. Oh, <laughs> well, yes, yeah, it sounds like you're going to prison. Yes, I, swear. I, yeah, I didn't do it, a, Your Honor. They sent a video of Sage opening up his last couple of presents, which Alex forgot to bring, which were from me and Tom. Nice. And really nice. They're all, he's he's whipping a... Oh, shorts. Uh-huh. Let's play mousetrap. <laughs> Yeah, let's play Mousetrap. No, he was like, ooh, sure. Ooh, sure. It's nice. Okay, now let's play Mousetrap. Yeah. It's a skill that you're going to take full advantage of when you're older. Absolutely. The, uh, the it was very cute. He's actually enthusiastic. Oh, he though. does. He likes clothes. He does. Yeah. He likes, I can play. Okay, he, likes, yeah. he likes buying. Have you ridden clothes. the Mousetrap ride then at Valley Fair to complete the They've whole They've never been to Valley Fair. Fair. I don't, yeah, they well, have. They have? Yeah. When? At some point. Oh, okay. Fawn was little. Okay. Oh, the mad we took mouse. Sage well, no, that thing's like to whiplash, like, yeah, though. Yeah. No, I hate that ride. It just whips you all over the place. Sage, you sit on your mom's lap for a second. Okay, listen. Hang on. I want to play this. Ready, Sage? Last gift of the day. Now what do you say? Let's play mousetrap. <laughs> Let's play mousetrap. <laughs> so he was excited about the Okay, outfit. so they, they can't see Sage yet. He's not on camera. No. So I want to see him. Right there, just that part right there is good. Okay? Well, no, he can't be on the... And the reason I, I'm telling you that... This, but... The reason I'm telling you that is, you see that shirt he's wearing? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Guess how much that shirt cost? 
I'm gonna say twenty-three dollars. Good guess. Low. Low. So low. You're low. What? Andy, you have a guess? He's not. He's on the phone with. Oh, he's on the phone. Okay. Oh, Oh. we got. I'm gonna say fifty dollars. Low. What? Why did you buy him the shirt? Because on sale, it was no. Well, it's a seventy-five dollar children's $75. shirt, which I did what? not realize. <laughs> you, he we bought it. Was right. We bought it on sale. <laughs> yeah, fancy. We bought it on sale, and it was still fifty, which 53. I did not realize. It was Fifty-three dollars. Yeah. My, because I could. I never think that something could be out that yeah, you know, outrageous. Well, that's like when <laughs> Fawn was a newborn. She gave me like the first time she came over to meet her. She gave me a gift and it was just like a white little onesie with gray birds on it and she it was $65 she <laughs> left the tags on and I was Ooh. like what and she's like yeah I didn't think that anything would be that expensive and by the time I was checking out yeah. I was like well you I guess I have to price buy tags. well that's what happens you get up there and you're gonna buy him a shirt you didn't even look and see if it was like $23 because right. you think right. a kid's shirt can't be $75 right. there juice on this it's yes. ridiculous he already has raspberry on the sleeve of course he does <laughs> so well, I'm returning that shirt well, I don't <laughs> there's a stain on it Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. What I want to know is what role Mousetrap plays in Michelle's parenting playbook. Oh, oh yeah, Michelle should know about this. I'm oh, glad you brought that up, as a matter of fact. parenting things going on today. I sure do. Michelle, how are you doing today? I am doing great. I'm just enjoying the conversation. How are you all? <laughs> Michelle, I'm not kidding you. Because, you know, you buy something, and, and I, I, it was more my fault than anybody else's, because I don't check prices I I just think oh well this I'm assuming it's going to be a twenty dollars shirt for a five year old boy, and you get up there and it turns his shirt 
Michelle, was $75. Yeah. He's five years old. Yeah, the Mm -hmm. last dress I bought was at Costco for 22. So, (laughs) just so you know, a frame of reference here. Who who rates in the family? Last shirt I bought was pre owned. (laughs) You bought a pre owned shirt. The shirt that I'm wearing right now, actually. I suppose that'll happen. It was a pre-owned shirt, so, but it yeah. makes me very happy that, yeah, so, I mean, you better be careful now buying stuff, because I, yeah, I as Catherine said, I would have had no idea that a five-year-old boy <gasps> shirt could be that much money. Oh, I mean, it's a nice a wrestling shirt. match. Are they wrestling now? What are they uh, wrestling with? Yeah, over the iPad. Oh, they're having an iPad. Go play Mousetrap. We didn't bring it. Why uh, not? Why would we? Did you know yeah, cumbersome that board is. Oh my gosh, so many pieces. You lose a piece and the You're game's wrecked forever. <laughs> All right, well, uh, now, you know what? She doesn't want to bring Mousetrap Michelle. Michelle Harmon Malone just happens to be here. Her book, The Parenting Playbook, beginning with the end in mind. So in other words, Michelle thinks... The Parenting Playbook, you'd do a better job of playing Mousetrap. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Is that not right, Michelle? Uh, can I just, just not give a, a comment on that right now? <laughs> I think she wants to stay out of our family mess. You just want to stay out of that mess? I have to. I have to. Yes. Yeah, I understand I Don't blame that. you. I don't want to be part of it either. The Parenting Playbook <laughs> empowers parents to grow as leaders in their home as their children are growing into who God intended them to become. Whether your kids are toddlers, teens, or somewhere in between, the strategies and tools the author uses are guaranteed to restore order, peace, and joy to your home. Well, that's all we're looking for anyway, Michelle, right? We just want some order, want some peace and joy in our homes, right? Definitely. And consistently. We want that consistently. You know, what's so funny about that, Michelle, and I, it, it, it's, you called in on a perfect day because there are three generations of our family in here, and fa- there is nothing more important to Catherine and me than family. I don't, is there, Catherine? No. I mean, family is everything. Yes. Uh, we have the entire family here, and then, well, you can't be my adopted son. You're kind of, what are you? You're my, what kind of son? Uh, shoot, I forget what we said, but... It was it's a Father's, it's Father's nice. Day card, son? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, family oh is a God. huge, important thing to us. It's really, really important. And Tevin Pittman is with us today. He's a very dear friend. And, and again, kind of like my surrogate father. Maybe I, that's what I am. We'll go with that. That's yeah. a good thing. But you adore your family. Oh, yeah, absolutely. See, that's the great part of it is just everything's about family. So have... Ha, this is kind of a weird question to ask, Michelle, but has the family kind of lost some of its some of its power in certain areas of the world, including parts of the United States? Are there problems with the family? Absolutely. And how I can honestly firsthand tell you that I have evidence of that is through the school system. Yeah. Um, I work currently as a school principal. And just seeing the gaps in, in social behavior, not just academics, but all sorts of interactions with the kids, you know, post-pandemic, it was mind-blowing. And it, it makes you wonder, where do we start? Uh, and so the good Lord just gave me the idea, we go back to the home. We start with the basics. Who are kids' first teachers? Their parents. Right, right. And so that's where everything has to originate. We have to go right back to the beginning and, and give kids exactly what they need by parenting the child that's in front of us. So that means every kid in your home gets something a little bit different. Same goal, same vision, but 
differentiating how um, you approach each kid. Well, did, did, are people willing to take that time? It's like, oh, kids are kids. I'm going to treat them all the same. Will people take the time to say, no, they're not all the same. I, I need this one this way, that one that way. No, no, I believe they will because Good. that's a big problem that, that we're seeing. And people want solutions. They want strategies. And they're realizing that what they did pre-pandemic wasn't working, and it certainly isn't working now. Uh, oftentimes we think about, you know, who taught us how to parent? Well, we learned from watching others. We watched our parents. We watched our grandparents. We watched uh, parents on television, you know, fic fictional families. And it's just an amalgamation of all those parenting styles that, that, that we place in our homes. And sometimes those things just don't work. And so I think people are looking for help. They're looking for suggestions. They're looking for joy, peace, and order in their homes to be restored. That's a good thing. And by the way, I should point out that on the Amazon website where you can buy, uh, you know, Michelle's, uh, how many books have you written now? Well, this is my first. I wrote it last summer, uh, and I'm working on my second one for this summer okay, called that's what Parallel. Okay. Yeah, Parallel Parenting, <laughs> which is just basically like a sequel to the first one. Just goes in depth a little bit more and shows the relationship of the family to the school. You know, I don't know if it was your idea or somebody else's, but what I really like, the parenting playbook, beginning with the end in mind. Um, they posted a picture of you on Amazon. It's a very good picture because you have this big smile on your face instead of like, oh, I'm a parent, so I've got to look serious. You look to be very, very happy to be a parent. I think it's a good thing. Oh, my God, it's joy. It you know, is. That's the joy that you see emanating from me, you know? And, you know, along, alongside that, I work in a middle school, a very large middle school, and our school year just ended yesterday. And the number of hugs and I love you, Miss Malone, that Aww. I got in personal letters, it blew my mind because they know that I care about relationships. Even yep. when I have to redirect them and get them back within the line, I still do it with love because that's a gift that I have. I see Wait, them. I, you, mm -hmm. you got hugs from middle schoolers? Yes, ma'am. You must be magical. Not just hugs. <laughs> Truly <laughs> magical. Because that's a tough I'm crowd. <laughs> And from the shadiest of kids, because they know Miss Malone loves them. When I confiscate their fart spray and their fish and twine and marbles, and what? <laughs> like I got a million stories. So if I can win those guys over and they're part of the Malone zone, hey, this is something we got to market. <laughs> we we got to bottle it. I mean, I, I know that you can't solve all the world's problems in one book or 50 books, but... What do you see as being helpful to so many kids are, you know, uh, in these systems? They're, mm -hmm. like, when the pandemic was going on, you heard story after story about how kids never even logged in because their parents mm -hmm. were partying in the background. Yeah. And they're just mm -hmm. not engaged with the children at all. Mm -hmm. What do mm -hmm. we do about th those kids that need so much help and we might not even know it? Right, right. And that's the thing. You know, if we don't know something's going on or there's a problem, we can't jump at it, you know, jump into the mix and help. Um, so gone are the days of that village is, is you know, from my mindset. But we can um, reinstitute or reimplement the village to be the hands and feet of God for those children as well. Um, I found that those kids who don't have that structure at home, they have to get that structure elsewhere because they crave it. They get it in the school system, and they have to have something similar at home so that they know that there are these 
invisible parallel lines between home and school that keeps them on the right path. And when they don't have that structure at home, we have to fill in the gaps. So we're the village, and, and that's part of the charge. If their parents haven't taken the charge seriously of training up a child in the way they should go, then the rest of us have to fill in the gap. Yeah, that makes sense. Michelle, i got to tell you one thing about my, my childhood, that uh, my father was gone by the time I was about six years old, seven years old, somewhere in there. I think it was six, maybe seven. Mm-hmm. But, and I think it was a trick that she played on me, because it, to this day I could feel what it f- felt like back in those days. I adored my mother. I have uh, six brothers and sisters, and we all adored our mother. Toots was, she was an amazing woman, all the rest of it. But you know what she did to me, Michelle, that I'll never forgive her? <laughs> What'd she do? She knew that I adored her. So every time she wanted to get a message through to me, she started crying, and I would cave in <laughs> immediately. Mm. Doesn't work for mm. me. <laughs> it does, too. No, it doesn't. It does, you liar. Seriously, she would tear up. It's like, okay, mom, whatever you need, I got it. Just stop crying. I will do whatever you want me to. Is that part mm-hmm. of the plan, Michelle? Do you use that yourself? Well, you know what? That's that's, that's a little manipulation, but that also speaks to. All's fair in love and war, I tell you. Sometimes we're parenting. Look, yeah. parents, parents will use whatever tools they have yep. to, get, to get what they need. But honestly, she knew that you were her kid whose heartstrings were just knitted to her. Yep. And so she parented the child in front of her, and she got the best out of you. I guarantee you she did. She did indeed. One, one other thing I should add to this, and I, I, the reason I want to even bring this up is to ask you, is, does that go on today? Because in my neighborhood, we grew up in a very poor neighborhood, right? But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so many other families, friends of mine, other families, and I'm talking about five, six, seven different families. When my father was, <clears throat> was gone, those families stepped up and said, hey, Tom, you ever need anything, don't hesitate coming to us. We will help you with whatever you need. There's that village. That's the village you're mm-hmm. talking about. These people all stepped yep. up and were wonderful yep. to me my, my whole childhood. They were great to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And those are the people that we have to enlist again and again. You know, and sometimes proximity is the best way to enlist this village. If somebody, if it's somebody in your neighborhood, yeah. if it's somebody <clears throat> in your church, it could be a Boy Scout troop leader. It could be, I don't know, catechism teacher. It doesn't matter. But these people have to have in their minds, the vision of training this child up. It has to be a good intention, and it has to be, hey, this is a life a life commitment. And that child will never forget how he or she felt. I had it as well. You mm-hmm. know, my father wasn't in my home. Uh, my mother was amazing. I, I say it today. I'm about to go see her down south uh, in Louisiana for a couple of weeks just to, you know, to love on her, take her to Walmart. I call that the third tier of hell. But <laughs> The that's where third. he wants to go. That's where we're going. <laughs> See, that's it, Michelle, right there. Yeah. You would go to the third tier of hell for your mother. That's a wonderful for thing. For my mother, absolutely, because she took her charge seriously. And so did others in my community. I grew up in a very small town, Mayberry-esque type town. And those who knew they could pour into me poured into me. You know, we didn't even have a car. In third grade, um, I was a gifted kid, and so I went to the local university for writing, creative writing. And there were three women in town who decided they would take me. They would make sure I didn't miss a day there. It was 40 miles away, not very far, but they made sure I didn't miss a day. And I can't forget them. 
Yeah, yeah. So it takes a village, and I think our village still exists. They just don't realize that they're needed right now. So we have to sometimes ask. We have to sometimes suggest. And we have to sometimes just point the finger and say, hey, that kid over there really could benefit from X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And that's how we enlist, we enlist the support of our village now. It was so important to us because, as I said, there are three generations of our family in this studio right now. Um, you know, Catherine and I had our daughter. Alex is here. Our son, Andy, is here. The, the, we have four people in our family. We're all here. We have a family friend, mm-hmm. Tevin. My, what is it, surrogate son again? It's not yep. adopted. Yep. Yeah, well, surrogate son. <laughs> surrogate son. Surrogate. Now, my surrogate son is here. But the great thing about that is, <clears throat> and the reason it happens is, I don't think that I would like to live without seeing our son, our daughter, our grandchildren. I haven't seen Andy's son now in about a week, and I really miss him. That love that comes through all the way going back to my grandmother, my mother's mother, my mother, the neighbors, that's something I want to pass on to every generation. I think, you know, Andy and Alex, our son and daughter, our grandchildren, last night, as I said, it was Sage's birthday, and the first thing he did is run over and give me a hug and tell me he loved me. Does that happen as much as it should, do you think? Looking at the generation that I'm looking at, like I said, middle schoolers, teens and tweens, not as often as I think it should. Because we've forgotten about going back to the basics. You know, we're so busy with busyness, making sure that our kids have everything. We want them to be well-rounded, but but we're, we're wearing them out. You know, they're playing lacrosse, they're playing soccer, they're playing travel this, they're playing guitar, they're doing all these things after the school day. And <laughs> so where, where's, where, where's that time? You know, where's that time to sit around the table, eat a meal together, and let's talk about your day. What do you like? What do you dislike? It that is, part is missing. Yeah, the, you're, what you just said is just so interesting to me because I remember when my, when our kids were coming up, I felt like I had to get them involved in a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Because I had... Andy, who had hyperactivity issues, and I was, like, mm-hmm. so worried about them getting involved in, because in those days, everybody was doing you know, meth and this and that, and you heard all mm-hmm. these things about, you know, even middle school parties, what they were getting into, and I was like, i got to keep these kids right. busy so that they don't get into this stuff. You just can't mm-hmm. send your kid out to a friend's house anymore and think that everything's mm-hmm. going to be okay. Absolutely. And then that friend, you have a, you really have to vet that friend. Does that friend have the same vision that I have for my kid and for, for her kid or his kid? Do, they, do we have a similar vision? And if the answer is no, then you can't give your kid access to that family. You know, and I know it's hard because kids want to be accepted. They want to belong. They have to belong. You know, part of their, their lifestyle, their lifeblood at that age is fairness and belongingness. They have to have friends. But as moms and dads, we get to choose who those friends are uh, outside Mm -hmm. of school. Inside of school, they're going to hang out with whomever they want to. But outside of school, you get to be discerning and say, you know what, what is happening over there really, really does not align with what we're doing over here. And so sometimes giving kids the why behind it is helpful. They may not like it at first, but later on they'll start to see the signs of, ah, I see this was protection. (laughs) Well, and it is remarkable. I have a seven and a five-year-old and how people will just be like, oh, I'll drop my kid off at your house, having never met my husband, having never been inside wow. my house. You, Yeah, they mm-hmm. can have a sleepover. You've never, what? 
Are you kidding? Hey, I had a kid at my yeah. our, at our house for three days, and the parents had no idea he was there. No, didn't even know he was there. Yeah. Oh my god. It's gosh. just shocking hey. to me. Like I and there's my daughter has been invited to a sleepover a few times at a friend's house, and it's they live kind of far away, and I'm like I've never really talked to the dad. Right. I've met him a few seconds here and there, but not really. There's older siblings. I've never been to your house. I'm like, sorry, she's too nervous. Not true, but I'm just like, what else am I going to say? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That makes sense. Wow. Andy, what do you think of all this? Our son Andy is uh, the chief engineer on this show, so he's had other duties. Well, luckily, now, you're a year luck- and a half into it. Yeah, well, he's, yeah. And he's way too young for all this. Yeah, yeah and you're he- also not like <laughs> super social into lots of activities family so well, i feel like i mean you never know true yeah. but it would be i'm i'm interested to see if ethan will end up wanting to be in a bunch of stuff or if he'll call it fine kind of follow along with you and melissa and be yeah, like i, I just kind of like being home more mm-hmm. or you know i don't know although he's a big kid so he might want to play sports we're not gonna be yeah. doing that well that's <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to be doing Mich- that. Michelle, you got to okay, hear what Andy fine. just said. Did you hear what he said, Michelle? I did hear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on the sport, I should well, say. Well, and he also might not be right. big for his whole life. That's toddler, yeah, look at how true. toddler went fawn when she was that age. She was on the higher end of the scale, and now she's, now not, she's not at all. Yeah, not so at all. just because they're big as a toddler means That's absolutely true. nothing for their size Ethan later in life. just comes home from school with like a hockey stick in one hand yeah like football, <laughs> oh, basketball, yeah. like Fantastic. i want to go play sports no, yeah Ethan is going oh, to become God. the world's america's first sumo wrestler there you go <laughs> yeah there you perfect. go perfect gotta put on a lot of weight fantastic well i kid in front of you dan and i can teach you the way of sports parenthood mm. we can oh. guide you well like soccer i don't really that's fine but like football and that sort of thing yeah head injuries too dangerous. I, well, I have told yeah. my children that they're never allowed to play hockey well, there or you football. go exactly but others any other sport just not hockey or football. rugby well, My that's God. not really an opportunity that comes up in America a whole lot. We might start the for the Rugby League of America. <laughs> no, thanks. The RLA. RLA. Oh, my God. But it is. Look, in my family, I come from a basketball-playing family. The basketball's so fine, every, yeah. Yeah, basketball's wonderful, you know, if you're coordinated. I was not coordinated. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's that. And because I had that last name, I had the, my maiden name is Harmon, and so... Every time a coach saw a Harmon coming through, they just assumed, okay, this kid's going to be a baller, this mm. kid's going to be a baller. So they just give me a jersey just because I had that oh. last name. And <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 until it was time to play. I'm like, dude, I play the piccolo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the piccolo. So, that's, that's all she wrote. <laughs> Michelle, do some people not know what they're missing by not getting involved with their families? I, I just... It's the world to Catherine and me. And there are some people that just don't. There, I talked to a guy, I guess, a couple of months ago, and he went on and on about how he had a baby with this woman, and he's never met the kid. Hmm. How the hell oh, do you wow. have a child and you never even bother to meet them? Ask Hunter Biden. Oh. Uh, don't. <laughs> Sorry. She goes, oh. Well, that's well, true. <laughs> that my heart did. Oh, my God. Skip the beat. But honestly, I don't. I don't honestly. I don't think I would even tell anybody that if that's my. No. Life. No. Yeah, I. I would not share that. That's nothing to be proud of. No. I have a kid now. Of course, this is my abandonment speaking. You know, my father didn't raise me. Right. However, how do you miss out on this opportunity? 
children are a gift, you know. And, and absolutely. <laughs> how, how many people turn away a gift? Now, maybe if it's been regifted, that's a different story. But <laughs> you know, how many? Sorry, not making fun of that, but who turns away that gift? Right. It is amazing how children in society these days seem to be kind of seen as more of a obligation or a burden like something you have to put up with Mm -hmm. or you know like like you were saying how people have their kids in so many things and where's the time we where's the time to just be at home and do what you want to do on your own time and we value that a ton at my house we only we've had a rule that we're like our kids can only be in one thing outside of school Mm -hmm. that's it because then i have other i have friends that have they have taekwondo two nights a week, and then they're in dance, and then they're in swimming, and yeah, then that's I'm like, too and much. I, yep. well, they're in kindergarten. I'm just like, what <laughs> yep. is happening? Why is your kid not just at home? And I think it's because people just are like, the, we have to keep these kids busy because if they're we're mm-hmm. at home, then they're just mm-hmm. here, and I have to deal with them. Yeah, it's like almost like and, the pendulum. And some of it is guilt. Oh, really? Yeah, some of it is guilt. I didn't have it as a kid. I'm working hard. I'm oh. not home. So I have to exchange it for something else. Oh, I have absolutely. to give something else yes. because I can't give this. I've you seen know, so that. It's like, a sur- it's like a surrogate relationship there as well, you know. But i got to do something in, a- in exchange for my absence. And so some of it is guilt. Yeah, And, and, so- and some of it is. My kid is ADHD and i got to fill his time and i got to get this energy out. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. And people do the same thing with toys and stuff, too. Like, I didn't have a lot growing up, so I'm going to get my kid every toy that they ever even look at. I Mm -hmm. see that so much Mm -hmm. in people that I know, and I'm just like, (laughs) Mm. And again, we're teaching our kids that this is the proper way to do it. Because as their first teachers, Mm -hmm. they trust us to make good decisions. So if you're not making sound decisions with your money, like you're not stewarding your money well, you're not stewarding your time well, they're learning that from you. And so it just perpetuates until somebody comes in and says, uh, that is not how it's supposed to be done, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we have to be mindful of those things. I just think it's wonderful that you wrote the book, Michelle, and you're stepping up to try to help people. Uh, an example of what I'm talking about. So Fawny, who's seven, and Sage, who's five, just turned five yesterday, were sitting Aww. in a chair together in front of a microphone, this show goes out all over the world. I mean, it's, you can mm-hmm. listen to the show all around the world. And here's a five-year-old and seven-year-old. After about five minutes, they went, this is boring. We're going in the other room. <laughs> well, they don't make the connection. No. I right. just think it's Not terrific, yet. though. They've got snacks and crafts mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, they have snacks and crafts to do. That's exactly right. But well, I do I love I hope it. you have snacks and crafts, too, for yourself. I should absolutely, absolutely correct. Do we, um, Michelle? Do we owe this to our parents? Do we? Do you owe it to your mother and my mother because they raised children by themselves? Mm-hmm. I think we do. Yeah, I really do think we do. This, this is a tribute, you know, to them. All the work they put in, you know, as as single mothers who got lots of support from the community. I think we owe it to them to um, just pay it forward. Just continue to do the work that they've done. Highlight the work that they've done. And just be, just be good, good people. Lights in the darkness, you know. Yeah, no question about it. I'm so happy you came on the show today and talked about this, Michelle Harmon oh. Malone, the parenting playbook, beginning with the end in mind. What do you mean by beginning with the end in mind? The 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 ultimate product of a child. Right, the ultimate product. It just means having a vision, 
And so when you, what, what happens beyond the baby shower? That's basically what this book should have been called. <laughs> what happens beyond the, ba- the baby shower? Yeah. We plan for all those things, but we don't go beyond that. So knowing who we're, who we're planning to build and grow uh, into full maturity. So, and then you work backwards. That's what it's all about. See, I don't know how anybody who hasn't had someone like you or my mother or Catherine, my wife and all the rest of it, how they learn respect, how they learn, you know, to appreciate their own dignity and all the rest of it. How do they learn those things if they don't have someone like you? Mm-hmm. Well, again, that's where the village comes in. Yeah. Just because kids don't have it in their home and that one little box, they're going to seek it elsewhere. They crave order and, and they want to fit in. And so if you want to fit in, that means you have to do what others are doing, like respecting others. There's a, mm-hmm. uh, it's a give and take. Like, I give you this in exchange for that. You give me respect, I give you opportunities. You know, so they learn it elsewhere. They learn it elsewhere. And, and typically if they, you know, if they get eaten up by the system or by the streets, my goodness, they may not learn it the, the easy way. Right. But they seek those opportunities they seek role models so that's why we have to jump in and be those folks to lead them uh otherwise somebody with not good intentions will will, will take the take the lead god that's so sad that and they, you're right somebody will jump in there with yeah. not good intentions just because <clears throat> there's that's a why, vulnerability yeah that's why so many kids join mm-hmm. gangs yeah exactly yep. that's exactly why because there's that belongingness there's the family feeling it may, you know, you, you may, it may not end well for you, but at least you have this family. And so that's why our community, our uh, community groups, civic and social organizations, everybody can be part of that, but they have to be committed and their intentions have to be good. Right. Well, now all we have to do is get you to go on a book tour so you can come <laughs> in the studio. I would love to come into the studio. <laughs> Minnesota, is that where you are? Yes. We're in Minnesota, yep. We need to clone you oh, and have you be all the principals. There we <laughs> you know what? I, I don't know if anybody wants that. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants that. I'm a big personality, and I don't know if everybody's going to welcome that. But, hey, uh, I, try to, I try to make places a little better every time I go there. You know, I'm not a know-it-all. I don't know it all. But you know what? I'm a lifelong learner. And I love people, and I love the security of the family unit. So whatever yeah. I have to do, um, that's what I'm going to do with my life, the rest of my life. And you learned that from your mother. I absolutely did, yeah. Shirley Harmon. Yeah. Shirley Harmon, I love that. That's wonderful. Michelle, please <laughs> please call in again sooner. It'll, if you can come to town, that'd be even better. Well, thank you for the invitation, and thank you for the warm welcome. I really appreciate the work that you're doing as well. Well, you're a good person. We need a lot more people like you, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Michelle Harmon Bye-bye. Malone, the book is called, ladies and gentlemen, The Parenting Playbook, Beginning with the End in Mind. I loved her. I thought she was wonderful. Yeah. Actually cares about other people. Isn't that nice to not... I hate you because I don't agree with your politics. She loves everybody. Yeah. Well, and a principal that's actually interested in what happens to the children instead of what happens for the teachers, <laughs> yeah, which well, is great. Well, it's a very good point. Yes. I do have bad news, though. What? What's that? Uh, your kids missed their chance to found America's Rugby League. Dang it. 
Uh, okay. 2017 Major League Rugby. I was going to say, I feel like there's been rugby for not Damn a little it. while. Six years. Yeah. That's not too long. Yeah. She could have found it when she was one. And hey, make up a game like the game. pickleball. You yeah. never know what's going to happen. <clears throat> oh, I guarantee you there's multiple Patented. pickleball yeah. league yes. whatever. Oh, no, there's <laughs> zillions of those. I'm yeah. saying well, you got to invent something. Invent a game. Yep. You know what's so great about that? If you want to see a person who's very sincere and happy with life, just look up Michelle's picture. Yeah, she looks. She's just got this huge smile on her face. She's just happy, got, you know, bright eyes. Like, she's not faking the smile or anything. What did she call Walmart? The third circle of hell? What did she call it? <laughs> Something like that. Because I remember Olive Garden was mine with my really? parents. Olive Garden? Olive not, Garden? Not against the restaurant, but my parents... At Olive Garden. I had to drive them 40 minutes to the nearest oh. Olive Garden. Oh, boy. I've never been and to an Olive Garden. I was just like, once. is it worth a 40-minute drive one way to go to an Olive Garden? But to them, it was. Those breadsticks. The soup bowl and the breadsticks. <laughs> they loved unlimited food. Yep. And Those then I'd, I'd take them there, and they, would just, they wouldn't say a word. They would just, like, hunker down and eat like mm -hmm. they've never had a meal as Whoa, and then we had to go to Kohl's and okay. shop. And get your Kohl's cash. Just the, the cash. suburban oh God, you know splendor. All Kohl's cash. Yeah, yeah, splendor Kohl's day. cash. Yep. Yeah, it was like, oh, wow, it's going well, to be a drive. The thing with Kohl's cash is you go to Kohl's drive and you have to be at Kohl's yeah. 10 days later to spend your oh, Kohl's it's, cash. Yeah. Yes. The most ridiculous, like, I know. It, I know. no. It's definitely a scheme to get you coming what back. I yes. like, what I like, Kohl's does a good thing, though, is I think it's the same day. When you return something at Amazon, they give you an instant cash coupon. Huh. I think it's for the same day. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because they just want to. They're like, go. Yeah, they want around. you to go. Yeah, you're in the store. Money. Buy something. Free money. Yeah. D Hart says hello, everyone. What's up to my boy Tevin? And <laughs> yes, I can say boy. <laughs> yes, I can the say boy. The weekly Tevin show. Yep. That's my guy. There you go. That's my guy. You know what's amazing about that is I was I was thinking about this because we're talking to. <laughs> yeah, so I was thinking about Olive Garden, yes. exactly. One day I'll Bread go. Well, the thing about Tevin, that literally every person involved with the show, other than the you two kids and your mother. Every person. So every every person, person the majority. The other than the majority yeah. of people. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about the people that come in on the show. Oh. Uh, oh, okay. It's like, every uh, one of us, the father wasn't in the home. Isn't that weird? No. Tevin, no father. That's not Doug. Rudy, no father. Yeah, Doug, well, yeah, that's true. Doug Sprinthal. That's mm -hmm. a very good point. Doug grew up fancy. Uh, he did grow up. Well, his father was a professor mm -hmm. at Harvard. That's pretty fancy. That's yeah, pretty fancy. Pretty fancy. But Rudy, no father. Oh. Tevin, no father. Me, my father was gone. Brittany, her father, no father. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a lot some, of dad's shirt. Uh, she's a great stepdad, I mean, though. I'll say, I have. Yeah, that's I, what I heard. I grew up with my stepdad. Great. But yeah, I didn't know my like biological father until I was. Like high school. When how's that going? I we met. I mean, <laughs> the, first time, the first going? time I met him, I was in college. I went down to Louisiana and we met in some like park because he didn't get along with like the rest of my family at the time. Mm. Mm -hmm. Red flag. His red wife, flag. His, his <laughs> wife at the time was not my biggest fan, and uh, yeah, we were, like had. You're a kid. What do you we, mean not your biggest had, fan? We had Popeyes, and he gave me three hundred dollars, and then I hadn't been here from him for like two years. Okay, then. Uh, then did he yeah. want a loan or? <laughs> no. Do you want interest on the three hundred dollars? Remember when I gave you three hundred? Can I get that back? I need six. It'd be phenomenal if your dad tried to hit you up for the cash he yeah. gave you. So, I'm, I'm sure that happens. That I'm Bradley Trainer. 
and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Do you think that certain people like us are attracted to radio, television, newspaper, attracted to social, not social media, but the media? Are we all looking for something because Dad wasn't around? I don't, I don't know if it has, like, that aspect of it, but I think, yeah, like, wanting to have, like, that connection and, like, talk and be heard and yeah, type you're of thing. Right. I think that could definitely pay a, play a part I think that's what it. it is. We get involved in this business because we want people to hear our voice because they didn't bother to listen. Right. I think that's true. That's a very good point. That's a whole episode of <clears throat> the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, is it really? Yeah, she's, like, she's on stage. She's like, I can't get my, my parents don't listen to me. My f- children don't listen to me, but when I have a microphone and I'm on the stage, there people listen to there me. There you go. Yes. Very good point. Yep. That's a very good... It, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I, boy, she made my day. What a great guest to have on today. Mm-hmm. Just happy. Uh, I know, and it's more har- people. It's hard when, I don't know, like I was saying before, that children are just looked at as kind of an inconvenience. I mean, even just going on social media and it's like... People, it's like wine is mommy juice, and just wine complaining, is mommy juice. yeah, and complaining Whoops. about these kids and all the yeah. disasters that they yeah. make and all of the blah 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 blah. And it's like yes, because everybody gets more clicks for negative stuff. That well, and it's true. like yes, yeah. it's true. Parenting is difficult, and kids make a lot of messes. And but like you know, summer people. What am I going to do with these kids all summer? Uh, just like enjoy the pool or the maybe hang out with them. And sure. You have yeah. you have them. You should maybe like being around them. But it just seems like they're. Well, I'm you know, someone who, previously to having a child, probably spent eight hours a day playing video games, yes. something like that. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. it's maybe Gosh. two at most, and it's dwindling. That, and and it's a change that I made, and you know I'm not complaining about it. It really like, wasn't that difficult. I just want to play these video games and I put up with this kid. It's like, I mean, there are tons of games out there that I want to play, but I'll play them one day. What, do you feel, I can wait. Do you feel like I saw somebody post a picture it was like this wife was like, oh my, married a gamer and now my three kids and he had like three separate gaming setups for his kids. Oh, Is dear. that you and Ethan? Are you going to have his own gaming setups so you guys can play together and That's bond? up to him. I'm sure well, they I'm sure because he's going to see Andy. He's, older. he's going to see Andy <laughs> playing video games and he'll be like, "Oh, I want to cuz my Dan's twin brother plays video games." And so mm-hmm. he introduced the kids to video games when they were I think four. That's like probably about Mario right. Kart and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, Mario Kart's way too hard for a 4-year-old. Or whatever. I don't know. I don't play video games. My kids don't play video games. They've played some game on your phone, Andy. Yeah, Sage played Super Mario Brothers when he was like 5. Yeah. When he was five, he just turned five yesterday. Five yesterday. <laughs> when <he> was four. <laughs> yeah, so you know. I was maybe even three actually. That was a while ago. I don't remember. He's played some game on your phone, and he played. They both played some game at Mike and Christie's one time, and there that's the extent of the video games that they've played. Mm-hmm. But it's like, like she was saying, kids see what their parents are doing, and they're like, I want to do that. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's got you a know. little lawnmower that he pl- pushes around every <laughs> yeah. time he mows the lawn. He's got a. 
pretend broom that he pushes around. He's got a pretend vacuum. Every time we're doing something, he has to do Love the it. pretend yeah. version of like, that. Thing. I was yeah, I was working out yesterday, and Sage comes down and takes the three pound weights off of the yep. Peloton. He's got a pretend weight. Yep. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Pump and realize. He has... Although he's getting to the point where the pretend stuff doesn't do it for him. Oh. When I'm vacuuming, he has to like hold the vacuum and help me. Oh vacuum. yeah. We've never had any of the fake stuff, like toy. I mean, he still things. likes it. He all he does when we're downstairs is pushes around his toy vacuum. Yeah. But if we're vacuuming, yes, he has he to wants use to... the yeah. real oh, yeah. vacuum. Sage uh, from it. a very young age was very into vacuuming. It sounds like you guys are just training your kids at a young age to do all the chores yeah, around the house. Work, kids. <laughs> so yeah. Sage used to love that. vacuuming. He finds his rags very comfortable. He'll stop, <laughs> He'll stop caring about it though. He will, yeah. that's, He's at the age where it's he like everything you do is so interesting and then it's like, oh, you just have to do this all the time. That's boring. Yeah, yeah, when they realize it's actual work. No, thank mm. you. Yeah. It's something Pass. you have to do rather than something you get to do. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And it's hard, too, because when you... I mean, I've even fallen prey to seeing all these people complain about their kids. And then I'm like, yeah, these kids. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, no. <laughs> That's I mean, not how I feel. You about things every <laughs> like, so often. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, yes, it's inevitable. Even that something you be... like doing. I mean, God, you were in dance for... 56 years or something like that. 56 years. And you complained about it all the time, but you, you also still loved it. I complained about dance all the time? I mean, having to, like, the makeup, for one. You didn't like the makeup. Well, yeah, doing stage makeup's a pain. Stage makeup is, yeah. It's intense. And I don't know, having to, like, uh, travel well, there was a lot of girl drama, too. And, and a lot of drama, drama, yes. There's yes. a lot of mother a lot drama, of drama. Too. I know, they already, at Fawn's recital a few weeks ago, there was this one mom that I was like, oh, it's already starting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, if my kid doesn't make this team at auditions in a few weeks, then oh, she's going to hear it from me. Kind of, and I'm like, oh, yeah. God, come I on. They're seven and eight years old. Right. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. There's always one of those. <laughs> I know. And I'm just like, I, uh, I don't Is that know. because they it's failed? Just... 100%. I think that's a big part of <laughs> well, it. Well, I think a lot of... Yeah. <laughs> Percent. Yeah, it's vicarious if living. You go to your little kids' games mm-hmm. and you're like, yep. they're the all traveling and double dribbling and can't make any shots, and you're screaming. It's because you were a terrible athlete. Because you saw or that. it was expected of you to perform right. really, really well. Mm-hmm. Like one of those two your things. Kid is here to eat a juice box and a rice crispy treat. Yeah, I know. like exactly. doesn't care about <laughs> no. performance. Yeah, I. There's a lot of strange and. And the whole one of the big things about parenting is noticing the things that come up in yourself and being like, "This is not helpful to my child. Yes. I'm gonna right. try right. to not be that way." Ooh, hey, we don't want any man. kids in here. Nope. Get out! Not oh. a kid. Speaking of snacks, <laughs> this is no. Please oh, don't eat this. What is that? Oh, don't eat that. Oh yeah, don't it? eat that. Thinking putty. <clears throat> thinking putty. It's like silly putty. What is thinking. It's like silly putty. Why did? What did he mean? Thinking. It's it like it's, a stress type of thing. I mean, it's silly putty, but it's just branded as thinking putty uh, because the silly putty went was off taken. Of silly putty. <laughs> oh, so you think about silly putty? No, silly putty is also thing. a thing, but it comes oh. in the little egg. Yeah. Thinking mm. putty, it has it's you can get a bigger thing, and there's like sparkles or beads and stuff in it. Oh. And I think it can be branded as like a stimulation thing, okay. you know, like or like a fidget like thing a fidget that type. Yeah, yeah, that adults can use too. Can it be used but, like, have you been seeing those ads on Instagram where you, you can um, pick up dirt in like your windowsills? Oh, absolutely. I could definitely <laughs> use thinking putty gel. for that. It's like, oh, you do is touch it. When it 
it's just clean. You can it use picks that, up everything. You can use slime for that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Which oh, I don't allow. I don't allow slime remember. in my house. Yeah, that stuff's terrible. What I is do not that? allow it, it in my house. It marks your uh, paint up and everything else. It's I hate horrendous. It. It's like glue. It's been around since the conditioner. Yeah. Like with like flour, mm-hmm. water, and oh, yep. Yeah. Well, there's, it's like, it's glue, hair conditioner, something. I don't even know. I've never made it. Sounds very toxic. Fawn went to a camp once and they made it, an art camp, and they made it on the last day and she brought it home. And yeah, you can't get it out of your carpet. No. You have to take vinegar and a stiff bristle brush and scrub, scrub. I'm like, okay, this is not allowed in my house anymore. Throw it out. Thinking Buddy is easy because it usually doesn't stick to stuff, but if, if it does get into something, you just take rubbing alcohol and it vanishes. Oh, it's like magic. I like it. Yeah. Interesting. It's easy. And it doesn't stick on to clothes. I'm still in a good mood because of the family. That's all I'm saying. Great. I'm glad we talked about family today. It was a good thing. Oh, and you left out, because you're a huge Disney World Epcot. That's a place in Disney World, correct? Yes. And that's like your favorite spot? Yes. So I saw somebody post a video. It was this couple. They're pushing a little baby in a stroller. And he's at, like, he's like, we're in Mexico yeah. for drink number one. There's, like, some drink wine tasting thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a, yeah. There's an Epcot, yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so, na- like, he goes, like, drink number one, takes a sip, and he's after, like, five drinks, like, now blackout drunk oh, slurring I bet. Words. I guess that's like, a thing now. That's right. Like, mm-hmm. people are just going yeah. to Disney yeah. World and getting... Getting wasted. But I'm, like, with waste- your kid? Which I don't like. What? Well, I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. Well, Epcot was always I, kind of more for grown-ups. <clears throat> yes. Oh, okay. Really? Um, but they yeah. never yeah, used to see. sell alcohol except for in the restaurants, but then they decided to have alcohol always yeah, on all the kiosks yeah. and everything. Well, because they had the food and wine or food and drink tour thing where you could go to a little kiosk of every place, but it was only like two weeks a year. And it was only yeah. a little sip. And it was only a yeah. sample, and you could have the alcohol or whatever from that area mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like a margarita in mexico <laughs> right what have you but Vodka yeah i Russia. guess that's the thing is drinking around the world now yeah you know people are like oh it's a great trip for adults like even if you don't have kids it's like yeah it's kind of weird to just go to disney world and get and drink sloshed. yeah disney yeah. world has an or epcot has enough <clears throat> stuff to keep grown-up entertainment oh absolutely but just going wise. to get drink going to i i mean dan yeah, why and do you i need went to pay 150 bucks for the <laughs> right, ticket to get in and then it's probably another 150 for the wine and food mm-hmm. you're not riding any rides when you're so wasted you're, no so you're spending 300 bucks to go someplace to get hammered where you could just get hammered and the drinks are twice as expensive yeah. yeah like we got a i don't get it either we got a frosé kind of thing yeah by the Rose. Ratatouille ride, and I think they were probably seventeen dollars. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's how much drinks are at restaurants now, though. Yeah, they are everywhere. Well, are they really? Yeah. That Seriously, I mean, if you go, yeah, if you go like downtown, yeah, or yeah, downtown, like, there's uh, an extra tax on everything. There is, well, that's oh, they're going to raise that. They're we raising to, that. We went to some restaurant a few weeks ago, and it was like not. I mean, it wasn't like a crappy restaurant, but it wasn't a nice place. It was probably like I don't know. Applebee's great or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the drinks were like 12 bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. you got to get a craft cocktail. Yeah. It's fancy. That's why it's no, bowling it was a, yesterday. It was an old-fashioned. Yeah, we got the oh. well drinks. We got the <laughs> yeah. house. House Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was $5. Speaking of yes. yesterday. Oh, yeah. We did have you trash a... pinstripes in the morning show? Oh, um, no, I didn't yet. But I, didn't I might have to. Very upset. Well, okay, so we had, in my opinion. last year for Fawn's birthday, she wanted to go bowling. And we're like, oh, we'll go to Pinstripes. They have food and well, it's I was decent. I super sick for some reason. 
I remember that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, <laughs> and we went, and they, it was amazing. We bowled. She got a medal, a hat. Wow. Uh, they came in and sang her happy birthday with a big brownie sundae with candles in it. It was just like, a, was I was like, this like a bowling ball? a fantastic, no. That would have been uh, cool. <laughs> but it was a fantastic child birthday experience. Mm -hmm. Like, she felt like the queen of the world. It was great. And Sage had said, he's like, I want to do what we did for Fawn's birthday right. last year. I want to go bowling right. at that same place, and I want to get my, the medal. And I was like, sounds good. I caught COVID from Will. <clears throat> you did catch COVID from Will. <laughs> yes, you did. And we go yesterday, and we have the lane from 445 to 545. 120 Dan, bucks. 120 bucks for seven people to go bowling because he wanted to go with my parents and then Dan's mom. And $120 for an hour. And we got there a little bit early because we were doing stuff around the area and we were like, well, let's just go early and check in and get settled and whatever. Didn't start bowling until 4.45. They were late, but we're like, we'll just bowl for them and it's fine because we only have the lane for an hour. And... All of a sudden, at four or five fifteen, it's like you have fifteen minutes left. Or no, no, at not five, even. at Six five o'clock. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And we were like, "What? We have this lane until five forty-five. And then Dan goes to talk to somebody, and they're like, "Well, you got here at four thirty, and they so start we the start clock the at four thirty when you get here. <laughs> when you check in, the clock starts. Yeah, that should be. Great. And they were like, that and we were like, we didn't really... know that. We didn't start bowling until four forty-five because that's when our lane thing was. But no one was here before we got here, so we figured mm -hmm. we could just. They took us to the lane, and we we're like, well, we'll just hang out and order some appetizers and whatever. Yeah, but they so were they're like, making money again, <clears throat> right? Because right. we're sitting yeah. there ordering things. And like yeah. the kids each had a lemonade and Dan had a beer and whatever. And so then you guys get there and yeah, 10 minutes maybe after you get there, it's like 15 minutes left. We were like, oh, wait. And then Dan complained, got us 10 more minutes. Mom oh, complained, wow. got us eight more minutes. <laughs> yeah. We complained again and they were like, well, <clears throat> the reservation was from 430 and Dan showed them the email. He's like, it surely was not. It was 4.45 to 5.45. I know. And then like, well, a namby-pamby crap is this. Yeah. And it was just, they were like, we can give you maybe three more minutes, but we do have people after you. And you're like, why can't we just have the lane until 5.45? So they double-booked right. it. They double-booked it. We weren't even done eating. We weren't even done eating. They didn't double-book it. They had somebody after 5.45, but they wouldn't, they were just nickel and diming us, basically. Because, right. like, well, you paid for the hour. And the clock started at 4.30, so you're done at 5.30. And we were like, this is ridiculous. And we hadn't even really got our food yet. We had ordered, and I mean, that's not enough time to eat yeah. and whatever. And then the as we're being basically ushered out, the woman's like, do you want, like, cookies for him for his birthday? And she writes, happy birthday on a brown so paper got, bag. He and he got nothing. a cookie in a bag. Uh, wow. We got a cookie in a bag. Yeah. Wow. And, bucks. and nothing else. And he was like, where's my medal? And I was like, they changed the way they do things. Yeah, I'm really sorry, exactly. Will. Yeah, and so we went to a different restaurant. And we, we went were to like, Louis we Tavern oh, 40. Tavern 20. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we could have candles a candle, and, which yes. they brought him a banana parfait with like four or five candles. It was delightful. And by the way, nice. the yes. server, when we're about to leave, she comes over and leans and whispers in my ear. It's just so nice to have the family here like that. It's just... 
she was raving about how nice yeah. it was to have us there. Yeah, because right. we didn't really order a lot of food because we had already eaten, eaten at the bowling alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rush so, eaten pizza. So we, yeah, so we ended up getting some guacamole and chicken right. tenders or something. So the bill wasn't even big, but no. they still treated us nicely. Right. So that was yeah. nice. And yeah. she was great. She was and, and as somebody that's worked at the service industry, there definitely are groups of people that come in and cause a scene. And you're like, I don't want to go out of my way to do extra Wait, stuff. Yeah, like, it's a, a little kid's yeah. birthday no. party. It does not take any effort on your right. end no. just to go. Right. You can just keep bowling for another 15, 20 minutes. However exactly. Or like long. we got to make sure this kid gets his Sunday right. and his medal because that's what well, we do right. here. You know, like, <sighs> Plus the fact, why are you booking things till 545 and then again right at 545? Yeah. There's how, no segue yeah. period no, should, there. How much was the food? It should be six o'clock. You're absolutely right. So for seventy bucks reason. for you had two glasses of wine. I had one. Kids had lemonade. We had two pizzas, cauliflower, and calamari. And Dan had a beer. So spent one hundred twenty bucks on the lane yeah. and another seventy, and 70. bucks on two hundred dollars and be treated mm-hmm. like that yeah. for mm-hmm. an hour for one for hour one hour two hundred dollars <laughs> and for even one if you hour. only spent. Yeah. $120, like you shouldn't, still shouldn't be treated like that. Yes. Like they, yeah. what, if you, okay, we start your clock early. Well, you should tell somebody. Like if yeah. I start your time and you go and sit over somewhere that's not bowling, right. what, something should register in my mind where I go, hey, just so you know, like your clock is running right now. Well, and when you check in, they should say your clock, or when you make the reservation, they should be like, your clock starts when you check in. That's when yeah, your hour Before you've got your it's shoes not, on, they're running the clock. I know. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. On. And an hour, yeah, and an hour of bowling, when you, if it's marked from when you arrive, that's mm-hmm. not enough time to no. get food I'm surprised and they didn't run the clock out. when you made the reservation. I, like, when you got there, you already used your time It's up. over. Bye. <laughs> and now if I know that, like, well, if I show up early, you're going to start my time early. Well, then now I'm going to start at right at 445, and now, well, now I'm late. And it's like you're going to have Yeah, exactly. You have issues. to plan it exactly, it's just perfectly. It's stupid. Nope. It's really stupid. Yeah. And so, I guess that's a chain. Pinstripes are all over yeah. America. Oh, really? So I don't know if that's this one that no acts idea. like that or if they all do. Well, but I it's know. difficult because I've had other situations where I had really good experiences there. Oh, yeah, like we My did. friend got we married did. there, and they treated her awesome. It was incredible. I've been to dinner there with people, and we've always had a good experience. I'm like having yeah, a hard time. A lot of the, best, the best bowling alleys are the ones that are like, a bar slash bowling alley, and they kind of it smells a little bit like they still let, might let people smoke inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's the leftover yes, from exactly. yesteryear. Well, <laughs> and the nice thing about pinstripes is it's really small, so it's not overwhelming. Sage mm. tends, he's kind of a runner, so I'm like, pinstripes is good because it's like there are what five lanes, six lanes, yeah, six probably. So it's quite small, and it's not so loud, because when you go to a bowling alley, bowling alley, like this is what we're here for, it's huge, and it's loud, and there's arcade games, and he would just be running amok. And so I was like, oh, this will be perfect. I still would like to try Bowl Ram. Bowl or Rama. Bowl or Bolero? Bolero. Bolero is in Eden Prairie. Eden Prairie. Or there's pins that's in Woodbury or something like that. It's like when they're older, they have like a laser tag, two-level laser tag, arcade, like bowling alley. Oh, when they're older. And apparently there's a smaller bowling place in St. Louis Park someplace. Town Hall Lanes is not far from us, and we went there for some an adult's birthday party a few months ago, and it was like your standard Mm -hmm. bowling alley situation. Um, I feel like as long as we they just have got the, like apps, 
standard stuff. Yeah, like spinach artichoke dip. Can't expect more. Good. No. And there was a bunch of meat stuff that they had ordered, so I just ate a oh, bunch okay. of spinach and artichoke dip. And the spinach and artichoke dip tasted like every other bar's spinach and artichoke. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> thing. Yeah, there's every there's once in a while you kind. get some spinach and artichoke dip though that you're like, this is delicious. Oh, yeah? Like this is exceptional. But usually mm. it's just kind of the same yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And we'll close with this because it's time to go. Uh, pinstripes. Back on, off on the sugar and the uh, pizza sauce. That's every place. That's it's way yeah, too sweet. A lot of people mm-hmm. like that. The margarita pizza like it. was delicious. Yeah, oh, I thought there it was you good. Go. Big fan. A lot of people like sugary pizza sauce. They do. Yeah, it's been a bowling alley. You can't have high expectations. expectations. No. That's true. All right, that's going to do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow.